Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, ooh, lolly, lolly, lollipop, lollipop, Good afternoon, Delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM. 98.3 across Colican District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. Happy New Year, Max. Thanks. <laughs> How, uh, how's 2020 been for you so far? Good. Pretty good? Yeah. You're over the uh, the Christmas frivolities? Uh-huh. Into the New Year? Yeah. Did you do anything exciting for New Year's Eve? Stayed home and watched the fireworks hours around us. Awesome. Yeah. Good fun. Yeah. And uh, you're the kind of person that has uh, New Year's resolutions, things that you want to do better in 2020? I don't know. Don't know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm one of these people that uh, doesn't really do that. Yeah. Uh, it is a brand new year. More sweet treats and savoury things to uh, get into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think we'd best uh, jump straight into the yum box and see uh, what we've got. Radio Maximus, where are we again? For those who may be uh, joining us for the first time, what country are we in? Spain. Spain. And uh, we learned a few little things about Spain along yep. the journey. Got, uh, what, four or five things left in the box? I think we've got just four. Just the four? Yeah. What uh, two things have you chosen today? Fried egg and sea salt potato chips. So I That's probably going to be pretty salty, yep. Yeah. Chili barbecue flavoured corn and rice snacks. Okie dokie. Yeah. So, uh, today I think I'll let you do the, the munching because I've been feeling pretty crook all day. <laughs> uh, so let's check out the Acho Paticus Fritas. First up, the fried egg sea salt potato chips. So, I believe we've had fried egg potato chips before. I think we have. I can't remember which country had them, but uh, they were very, very salty from memory. But uh, in Spain, there's a very super specific way to fry an egg. The trick is to crack the egg into very extra hot olive oil, then tilt the pan so that they sit in the pool of sizzling liquid and gently spoon some olive oil on top. So, you're kind of cooking it all at the same time instead of flipping it and uh yeah they give a sprinkle of sea salt on the top so it's extra crispy on the outside with a gooey runny yolk center now are you a hard egg person or do you have your eggs gooey in the middle i like mine 
Yeah. <laughs> I have a horrific story of why I eat my eggs hard and not runny. Um, but yeah, uh, as you chomp down on those salty fried eggs on the in chip form, what are you thinking? It's of course not runny egg, but... It tastes very eggy. <laughs> it tastes very eggy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the strange thing is that it's not a natural egg coating to make the flavour. It's all artificial. Yeah. So the only real thing there is the sunflower oil and potato. Everything else is yeast extract and salt and artificial flavouring. But it does taste eggy. Mm-hmm. So fried egg, boiled egg? Boiled. Boiled? Yeah. There you go. And it seems like it sounds like it's got the crunch factor. Yep. Yep. Anything else? Good. Pretty good? Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up? Mm-hmm. Okay, then. The second one you said was uh, another type of potato chip, no? Oh, okay. So this is the Aspel Pontazos mix. Chili barbecued flavoured corn and rice. So they come in... How would you describe that packaging? It's a little packaging. <laughs> um, it's a not ziplocky, but kind of plastic wrap. So, to to me, these things look like the kind of um, uh, crispy snacks that you have, like bar mix and stuff like that. So, Spa has uh, Spa <laughs> Spain has the most bars per capita in the world. The region of Andalusia alone boasts 47,000 bars. That's ridiculous. That's more than Ireland, Denmark and Norway combined. But it's all thanks to Spain's bar culture. Unlike other countries, Spanish bars are spaces to socialise with friends and family at all hours of the day. Mm. So people go to a bar to uh, catch up with friends. Um, folks go for more than just casual drinks. They also go for the corn nuts. <laughs> which is what you're holding there in your hand. Bottomless bowls of the crunchy bites are eaten by the handful alongside jarrus, which are pitchers of sweet sangria and tons of conversation. So with this particular yum, you'll get a taste of Spain's beloved bar snack, plus a few more surprises in there as well. There's mm. rice puffs, salty corn chips, and chili barbecue seasoning. And these, um, corn snacks... Mm-hmm. They're in different shapes, too. Oh, so what sort of shapes have we got? There's stars. Yep. Little, um, circle. Kind of, yeah, that might be the corn puff thing, yep. Tiny little... this. (laughs) Like a square pillow sort of shape. And there's another one that kind of looks like a tiny hot dog. Okay. So (laughs) what are you thinking before you pop that in your mouth? I don't know. <laughs> Down the hatch and we'll see. Smells good. Smells good? Mm-hmm. Are you normally a barbecue flavour fan? Yeah. Barbecue shapes, barbecue chips, that sort of thing? Yeah. hmm Okay, then. What's your thoughts? That's good. There's a lot of flavouring on. Mm. Really? Uh-huh. So they pack a punch? Yeah. They don't look... Um, yeah. If you think about, like, a pack of barbecue shapes where you can really really see the flavor these look reasonably harmless i'm not a huge fan of uh (laughs) barbecue flavored (laughs) things there's something about either a capsicum or tomato something that um 
Yeah, I don't like that tang, but uh, obviously if you're a fan... It's a bit spicy too. bit spicy? Yeah. It's got the chilli factor. Uh-huh. So thumbs up, thumbs down, your thoughts? I'm going to do two thumbs up. Two thumbs up? Mm-hmm. Too easy. Well then, do you want some fun Spanish facts before the break? Okay. <coughs> do you know who Pablo Picasso is? No. He was a very famous artist. And according to his mother, his first word was peas, which is the Spanish word for pencil. Mm. Uh, By the time he turned 13, his father, who was also an artist, felt his son had surpassed his own abilities. When Picasso left for art school at the age of 16, he quit almost immediately. He felt limited by the formal instruction and preferred to walk through museums and create in his own time. And uh, create he did. Throughout his lifetime, Picasso is said to have completed over 50,000 works of art, from paintings to sculptures, ceramics, and even rugs. Mm. There you go. Um, Do you know anything about the Osborne bull? Mm, No. Well, in Spain, uh, they're quite famous for bullfighting and the running of the bulls, but the most iconic bulls in Spain are actually statues. Originally erected along roads in the 1950s to advertise the Osborne brand liquor, the 46-foot-tall bull silhouettes have evolved into Spanish icons. In fact, in 2005, a judge declared the statue design national property on the grounds that it had become a symbol of Spanish culture. So today you can find the Osborne bull on T-shirts and mugs or in its original roadside glory at 91 different locations across the country. Big giant bull statues. Pretty cool. Yeah. And finally, uh, the La Sa- La, sorry, the La Sagrada Familia. Construction of this towering Barcelona church began in 1882 under architect Francisco de Paulo de Villar. Only one year later, Villar re- resigned due to disagreements with other project leaders, and that's when famed Spanish architect Antoni Gordi took it over and transformed the design to match this naturalistic gothic style. So it kind of looks a bit like a a Disneyland structure. It's got big tall spires uh, around the top. But his proposed construction timeline was over 100 years. Mm. So even today, 93 after Gordy's death, the architectural triumph is still a work in progress. It's due to be completed in 2030. Well. It's still it's still being constructed, even though it kind of looks finished. They're adding to it all the time. Cool. There you go. Well, let's take a quick break here on Afternoon Delight. We'll be back right after this to uh, check out this week's topic. Kids Kingdom, come for a play or stay all day. Enjoy coffee and a sweet treat or lunch from our full on-site cafe menu. Book a party in one of our three colourful party rooms. Inquire today, 52315633. Kids Kingdom, proud sponsor of Afternoon Delight on OCR FM. Afternoon Delight, it is time for us to take a look at this week's topic, which is something that I've never had, personally, but I've heard a lot about them in uh, British TV shows. Uh, They're called Twiglets. Have you heard of them before? No. No. Yeah, 
I, they come up from time to time in um, lots of British sitcoms and things like that, but I've never actually seen them in the flesh until this week. So did you go to Britain to get them? I didn't go to Britain to get them. You can actually buy them locally in uh, the uh, multicultural section of a certain supermarket. Okay. But I've never thought to actually buy a packet. <laughs> so they're a wheat-based snack with a very distinctive uh, kind of knobbly shape to them, and they look like a twig. Hence their name. (laughs) Uh, The taste of Twiglets derives from the yeast extract that's used as its coating and has been compared to the taste of Marmite, which is the British version of uh, Vegemite. Okay. Um, They're marketed in the UK and they were invented in 1929 by a French biscuit maker named Jay Rondelin. He was a technical manager at the Peak Friends factory who added brewer's yeast to a leftover batch of Vita Wheat dough. So it was kind of a mistake made good, I guess. He had some leftover stuff, thought, oh, we'll see what happens here. They were first launched into the consumer market in 1932 by Peak Friends, and today Twiglets are manufactured in Aintree by United Biscuit subsidiary Jacobs. So uh, that's on the packaging that we've got here today. During the Christmas season, Twiglets were traditionally sold in drum-shaped tin boxes as a high-class cocktail accompaniment of the 1930s through to the 1970s. In modern times, the tin boxes have been substituted with large cardboard tubes decorated with a seasonal theme. So they probably would have um, had quite a lot of these uh, around the last Christmas season. In the early 1990s, a tangy range of Worcestershire sauce Twiglets was introduced. So they would have had a bit of bite to them. If you think your chilli snacks that you just had (laughs) from Spain were anything to go by. Um, They also released a curry-flavoured edition from 1999 through to 2001 Mm -hmm. in collaboration with several Indian restaurant chains in Northern England. Again, that would be pretty bitey. (laughs) From 2010 to 12, Tangy Twiglets were briefly re-released as a limited edition for their 80th anniversary. How old are they now? How old are they now? Well, if they were released in 1929, they're just under 100 years old. Mm. Hmm. Um, Twiglets used to be manufactured partly from grain prepared using a hammer milling machine. Uh, That was located at the Parker Brothers Lark Roller Mills in Middenhall. The machinery was powered by water turbines that were fed by water from the river Lark And this process created the broken grains that give them their crunchy, irregular shape and texture. The water mill operated until the last decade of the 20th century before it was uh, converted. So that's pretty cool. Kind of uh, water-powered machinery. You don't often hear of that Uh in this day and age. It was uh, ye olde technology, (laughs) which uh, some people are going back to. So to celebrate the 85th anniversary of Twiglets in 2014, United Biscuits hosted an event known as Camp Twiglet on Cotwold's Farm, uh, and it had three wigwams made from Twiglets. What are wigwams? Wigwams are giant kind of Indian tents, but they're made out of Twiglets that people would go inside. Wow. So that was uh, attributed to a local artist named Mrs. Cakehead. I love that name. Uh, Twiglets are the favourite snack of footballer Ian Wright, former Prime Minister David Cameron, and also Chef Nigella Lawson. Uh, Mr Bean runs out of Twiglets during his New Year's Eve party 
in the episode Do It Yourself, Mr. Bean. And so he substitutes by doing something pretty silly. Have you ever seen that episode of Mr. Bean? No. His Christmas party where he's trying to prepare the turkey and stuff? No. Well, he snaps some twigs off a tree and dips them in Marmite (laughs) to make his own twiglets. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and an internet meme was created from Justin Bieber eating a twiglet on the Alan Cart talk show as well. So they're uh, a proper British food. And uh, we're going to give them a bit of a test run right after this short break. So uh, stick around here on Afternoon Delight. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. Okay, on Afternoon Delight, it is time for us to go head to head. Now, uh, Max, here in the studio, I've got two packets. Uh, Uh One of them is of Twiglets. The other is the closest thing I could think to to Twiglets that we have here in Australia. Pretzels. Pretzels. So, have you had pretzels before? Yes. Yeah. So, I'm not 110% sure how similar they are going to be, but uh, what would you like to try first, the Twiglets or the Pretzels? Pretzels. Pretzels? You're going with the safe bet of something you've had before? Yep. Okay, okay. So, uh, I was desperately trying to find the straight pretzels. Oh. You know, the stick-like ones. Yeah. But I couldn't find them anywhere. So, instead, we've got the, uh, kind of the twisted, um, I don't know what shape you call that. Yeah, pretzel-shaped pretzels. Uh, These are the Parker's um, wheat pretzels. What are you thinking? Did you have a munch on that? Good. Any particular flavour sticking out? Salt. Very salty? Mm-hmm. What about the, the wheat base? Is that prominent or is it just the salty taste of the pretzel? Just the salty taste. So, these pret- pretzel twelts? No, <laughs> what am I talking about? These pretzel <laughs> twists uh, are known as, yeah, kind of a, a snack food. But, mm-hmm. yeah, very salty on the outside. You can actually see the salt crystals. Yeah. Uh, and they're baked good. Similar, I'm hoping, to uh, to Twiglets. Mm-hmm. So, what can you tell me about the Twiglets that you're holding in your hand? They're brown. Mm-hmm. They're like a stick. They look very much like a stick. And it's kind of that mottled brown. So, it's a light brown, but then kind of darker splotches as well on the outside (laughs) Um, they're almost hollow compared to the pretzels the the whatever you call them the pretzel shaped pretzels had a um, were they hollow as well no they're not not really they're kind of solid wheat whereas the twiglets are yeah very aerated what are you thinking is you having a munch there it kind of burns your, burns your tongue. Burns your if tongue. You put it on. It does have kind of a charcoaly. It is that strong Vegemite-ish <laughs> Marmite taste. Yeah. Might have to do a Marmite show to compare it. <laughs> what are you thinking? I don't know. Not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of grows on you a little. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a very bitter taste. Yeah. But yeah, it's that salty. 
I think the salt in the pretzels isn't as strong as the salty taste of the twiglets. But there would be people in uh, bars and parties that would eat twiglets by the, the handful. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a very odd taste. So comparing the two, um, both of them are oven baked. Um, the pretzels, well, the twiglets are 80% whole grain. What have we got in the wheat flour, glucose, salt, vegetable oil, just in the pretzels? And the other one is whole wheat flour, yeast extract, salt, vegetable extract of carrot and vegetable oil. Hmm. There's also white pepper in the uh, twiglets, which would explain why it's got a little bit of heat in it. <coughs> but comparing uh, one to the other, what are your thoughts? I like the pretzels more. And why would that be? It tastes better. Tastes better? Yeah. Does, doesn't sting or burn as much? Yeah. It's not really a... It's that peppery taste, perhaps. When you put Vegemite on uh, stuff, how thick do you put it on? Tiny bit. Tiny bit, yeah. yeah. So I think if people are a big fan of Vegemite, they would probably like Twiglets. <laughs> if you put a thick layer of Vegemite on, th it's got that kind of tang to it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, then we'll put that up as our head-to-head uh, -head on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. If you've ever tasted them before, Twiglets versus Pretzels, what are your thoughts? Pretty clear what the uh, <laughs> the result here is in the studio. Uh -huh. It's uh, Pretzels over Twiglets, only because we're not... A Massive fan of the the burn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, last week we were talking about push pops, and uh, we we're asking people to share their push pop memories. Uh, it's a little bit hard to narrow down to a particular flavour of a push pop, but uh, there was a few people there. Richard shared an old push pop commercial from 1991. People were sharing the push pop craze of uh, sticking them on your fingers <laughs> and uh, also we're talking about the caramel milk twirl uh freddie said he loved it so much he bought a box of 20 <laughs> after the show last week that's uh yeah we have that um i was gonna say power maybe <laughs> with this show often uh yeah we'll, we'll mention something on the show and people then head out and uh buy it in bulk <laughs> Um, but there you go. Uh, head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. We'll stick that up as a poll. Twiglets versus pretzels. Let us know what your preference would be. We'll be back after this with our sweetest tune. It is time and afternoon delight for our sweetest tune. Now, this has been a tricky one, Max. Because yeah. uh, Twiglets, who would have thought that there was no songs about Twiglets? <laughs> they don't even get mentioned in lyrics of songs. So we've paired it back a little bit, and uh, we've gone with the word twig. Yeah. So the Presidents of the United States of America are an alternative uh, rock band from America, funnily enough. <laughs> and uh, they had a song called Twig, which was the B-side to their very successful song, Lump. 
So what we might do, uh, because both songs are pretty short, we might play both. Both, yeah. So uh, Twig, we will give a bit of a language warning because uh, there's a couple of not so nice words in there. <laughs> but uh, Lump was uh, a very, very um, successful track for them. It was released in 1995 and featured on their debut album. Um, the lyrics are basically about um, the lead singer Chris's history of having a, a medical problem. And uh, he had this vision of a woman in a swamp. And uh, so he tried to rhyme the word swamp with lump. <laughs> But uh, we'll kick it off first with the B-side, so the uh, the other side of the album uh, on its single release. This is The President's United States with Twig. There you go. That is uh, the hit song Lump from The President's of the United States of America. And the B-side to that one was Twig. <laughs> Two very different sounding songs, but uh, what do you think? Yeah, it was good. Not too bad? Yeah. I uh, remember Lump coming out. It was a really big hit, but uh, the parody song by Weird Al Yankovic of uh, that particular tune is uh, Gump, and it's a parody of the movie Forrest Gump. They put the entire movie plot to the, the tune of Lump. So he's, he's Gump, he's he and Bread, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> uh, good, good, good. Um, we're going to take a quick break here on Afternoon Delight. We'll be back to share a recipe with you. So uh, don't go anywhere. Say hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking? Something up with me. It is time and afternoon delight to share a recipe. And uh, what are we going to be making today, Max? Twiglets. Twiglets. Homemade twiglets. Yeah. What do you need? 120 grams of whole wheat flour plus a little extra plain flour for dusting. Three tablespoons of water. One tablespoon of olive oil, one teaspoon of salt, 30 grams of butter melted, and a tablespoon of heaped marmite, or Vegemite. Yeah, I guess you could use Vegemite (laughs) here in Australia, but you can get marmite on the shelves. But yeah, marmite is the uh, traditional tangy flavour of Twiglet, so your choice. Preheat the oven to 200 degrees Celsius. Make a simple dough by mixing the flour, water, oil and salt on a dusted surface. Roll it out thinly using a rolling pin into a rectangular shape. In a small bowl, mix together the melted butter. It's easier to mix if it's still hot with the marmite. Use a pastry brush to paint the 
mix onto the side of the dough. Then carefully turn it over and brush the other side with a thin layer of the Marmite mix. Cut the dough into really thin strips and twist the strips into twiglet shapes. Or you can make it into a dip. Different shapes if you want. You could possibly make pretzel shapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they seem a little long, trim the ends too. Place on a lined baking tray and bake in the hot oven for about six to eight minutes or until done. Too easy. And you'll get your own little savoury twiglets to have a go at. Yeah. Munch and crunch. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we've got ten minutes left. I think we'll slide in a quick news bulletin. An extra, extra, we all are bad and life story of Playboy Sunny. Extra, 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 we all about it. Okay, Max. Now, uh, Fox News uh, published this article uh, late last month that chocolate thieves have stolen more than $55,000 worth of chocolate after they drove off with a delivery truck. Wow. Yeah. So a man in Europe is on the run after making a very sweet getaway. Austrian police are searching for a suspect who drove off with a truck full of chocolate after impersonating the delivery driver who was supposed to transport the candy to Belgium. According to reports, the thief allegedly falsified documents to gain access to the 20 tonnes of Milka products after arriving at the factory in a vehicle from a Czech trucking company. The factory that makes the Milka products had reportedly hired a local company to drive the chocolate from Austria to Belgium. But according to police, the company contracted a Czech driver for the delivery, which is why no suspicion was raised when a Czech driver turned up. So they thought that this was the guy they'd hired. Turns out, he was a fake. So the man who took the truck had not been hired for the job and got away with an estimated $55,000 worth of chocolate. Police have since confirmed that the market for stolen chocolate has been growing. Uh, A police spokeswoman said, In recent years, we've seen a number of individual cases where loaded trucks have never arrived. So the chocolate has gone missing. And the police are currently reported to be investigating the incident. The theft of the Milka products marks the latest in candy heist in recent years. In January 2018, thieves made off with nearly $500,000 worth of chocolate from a German industrial park. And earlier in 2017, also in Germany, a group stole 20 tonnes of Nutella and Kinder Surprise eggs. Wow. Yeah, not good. Mm. When you think where it should be going, onto the shelves and into people's bellies. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, there you go. Sad news for chocolate lovers. Hopefully it gets recovered. Yeah. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this to uh, wrap up the show by unwrapping the Kinder Surprise. Time and afternoon delight to open up this week's Kinder Surprise. Max, what do we got there? 
It's oh. sticking to the chocolate. It's that kind of uh, weather, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, peeling the chocolate back. Inside the capsule. Monkeys. Monkeys. <laughs> yeah. So more of the little uh, duo, the parent and the little one. Yep. So what colour have we got there? It's a br dark brown parent monkey and a tiny white brown, light brown little monkey. And very, very cute. So you had to piece together the parent monkey? Yep. And then the little monkey just sits on your shoulders? Yeah. Homeward bound. <laughs> Too easy. Well, then that's it for another Afternoon Delight. Thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, if you want to jump around on the uh, Facebook page, feel free to send us any bits and pieces uh, that you like or suggestions for future episodes on uh, the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And we'll be back to do it all again next Sunday from 3pm. Yep. Hope you can join us then. Yeah. And see if you can track down some twiglets. <laughs> Okie dokie, catch you later. See ya. Bye. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clearer in the light of day. Always gonna be there anyway Thinking of you's working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight After